ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first, the latest, the only podcast that matters, the only podcast that Bernie Sanders sits upon. This is Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt Peters. I'm Lex Lutz, and I am tired of that meme. It's been one day, and I'm done. <laughs> it's been I one day like, too earlier, long. Earlier, I hit like the one or whatever, and I was like, that's nice, and now I'm done. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> A little yeah. excessive. Yeah, a little bit. It's like it's like when people go nuts with Elf on the Shelf around the holidays, and it's like, oh, look at what the Elf is doing now. Like, okay. I'm so excited to not be in as miserable of a state as we've been in for four years, and I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Still a pandemic, though. Still, still, still ongoing. Still we are still on. Still in the middle of the pan. Endemic. We're somewhere nestled in between there. Thankfully, um, you know, we, we have the vaccines rolling out. Uh, I have good news I can share with you here on the show, as I found out myself today. And my wife, who was an earshot, who doesn't know that I got this text just before we went on, my grandmother uh, has gotten her uh, first dose of the vaccine scheduled. So she's on the books for the end of this month, and I'm very happy about that. I'm very happy about that too. My grandmother and grandfather just got their first vaccine excellent. last week. That's late. excellent news. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yep. We saw a lot of things over the past couple of days that uh, both thrilled and confused us. And I just want to know where your head is at with everything going on. Um, I was very happy about the inauguration, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the historic part of that. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much where my head's at. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that we have, uh, adults in charge once again. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's a relief to wake up knowing that adults are running the show again. You right. Know? Right. Uh, my man got right to work. Uh, I know that there are many things that we want to come out of this administration. There are many things that we demand uh, come out of the next four years that uh, he's in office. And that's fair. A hundred percent fair, a hundred percent understandable. Uh, his first day in, he was signing uh, executive orders and, and decrees and mandates attempting to reverse the damage that has been done to our country over the past four years. And, and for that, I am both surprised uh, that it happened so quickly and also just proud that, you know, our, our voices are being heard, you know, in, in a lot yeah. of different ways. There, there are things that I want to be addressed specifically immediately that I hope are, 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 are being done. And, you know, one of them, and, and this is something I was talking to Dee about last night, is just the, the, the whole thing with, with these, these kids being separated from their families, uh, you know, the, the, the border situation and everything like that. Yeah. That's been going on for far too long. One day was far too long. Everything that's been happening, you know, with, with these families being separated and being locked in cages, it's un-American. It's, it's inhuman. And I'm embarrassed that it's gone on for so long. And I, I know people in, in, in Portland are protesting against that sort of thing i know that people in chicago are actively protesting against it but 
man, like that has got to change. And uh, it's it's time that we now that we know people are listening to us once again, who actually give a fuck, you know, it's time to start having. Yeah having these hard conversations that like we did these people wrong we got to do something about this this is fucked up so i'm excited about the possibility of uh doing right by human beings in the very near future yeah i agree i'm i'm just like i yeah i don't know i i, I feel like we're supposed to be able to articulate everything right now. And, you know, I, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm still, things are still so crazy that it's hard for me to process any of it, honestly. Yeah. Like, I'm very excited about it, but I'm all, we're also still like, there's still financial issues. We're still stuck in our homes. We're still like, like, there's still so many things that I'm like, this is like, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm have I'm 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 having a hard time not being bitter about everything right now. So it's taking everything in my power to have even an ounce of optimism at the moment. Yeah. Um. But I do have a little bit of optimism. Um. I wouldn't have you know been so enthusiastic about voting for them. Uh. And everything like I I was excited to vote for um Biden and Harris. So I definitely believe in them. I believe in like what they're doing, but I'm also like, I, I, you know, it's, it's hard to, uh, I don't know, be cheerful right now. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know. In, you know, we, we bolster each other up, um, throughout these, these times, obviously over this past year, over our entire friendship, really, you've, you've propped me up as a friend, uh, you know, as, as family, really. And there are times that we, we do this for one another, but man, like this situation here, it's, it's just so, uh, you know, it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. The fact that it took yeah. so much. And everyone, like I saw, yeah. I saw a tweet that was like, everyone needs more than we, like we can give each other right now. Yeah. Basically. That's a good, that's a good And that's like, it. that's the truth. Like we can't like. Like, I don't expect you to be able to, like, say the right thing. There's, like, there's nothing we can do. It's just what we're dealing with is intense trauma extended over a very long period of time. Yeah. And, you know, it's just what it is. It truly is. Um, you know, you're right. I don't, you don't know what to say. I don't know what to say a lot of the time. And, in a way, it almost makes it that much um, more special when somebody does something or says something that is prolific to you, something that does snap you out of how you're feeling, uh, at least for a moment, you know, at least at least for a good yeah. a good stretch there. You know, I'm I'm still getting over COVID and it's not something that I talk about on the show that often anymore. But, you know, it hit me so hard that we're recording late this week. Um, my asthma has been uh really just kicking my ass uh you know ever since the uh ever since april basically ever since do you think I, it's related to that or is it like a seasonal like it's bad uh, you know well i go through things. it i go through it every year i go to i go through a stretch yeah, uh when the, when the weather starts changing you know where i start suffering from asthma issues and this year 
I can tell just from, you know, experience, it's worse than it's ever been. And it's not mm-hmm. like I'm being physically taxed or anything like that. So for me to be going through my regular routine uh, and still suffering so much with that, it, it you know, it's something that I'm, I'm very aware of. I have I have good news. I found a doctor. So, uh, you know, my yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I shared this with with everybody on mic or just you and I off mic, but I my, don't know. I know you told me, but I don't remember if you told it on mic. Yeah, because I, I was kind of bitter about it when when it happened. So I don't think I said yeah. it on the show. My doctor uh, decided that um, while I was and I know it's not personal. I just want to make that plan to everybody. My doctor decided that uh, it was time to retire. And I was in the middle of, um, you know, fighting COVID. It was like maybe the first week that after I had been diagnosed. <laughs> and this is not only my primary guy. This is like my upper respiratory guy. He was like supposed to be the best upper respiratory guy in Chicago uh, for many years. And I was going to him. And, uh, yeah, he decided to call it a day. And I found out through mail, not even a phone call from the office. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, finally... Uh, you know, I, I found somebody else to work with and I started working with them a little bit. So I'm working on my health. I'm working on making sure that, uh, you know, any issues are, are being taken care of, any lingering effects from, from this, uh, from this bout. And the doctor does think that, uh, these are lingering effects of me fighting, uh, so hard earlier this year. And so my mm-hmm. body is still just like wrecked from having to fight off COVID. So. I mean, at least it's yeah. not just my imagination. At least it's not something worse than right. what I think it is. At least it's, it's that. I know what it is. So we can start working towards a fix. So that's me. Right, right. You have a um, – I, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but, like, it's it's verified right. through them. Right, like, right. Yeah. But something um, that um, – it, it's Yeah, yeah I, I'm with you. Like, that, that that's huge. I mean, most people that talk about being diagnosed with things or whatever, they go through this, like, doctors not believing them and stuff. And it's like, that's so fucking weird to me. Mm-hmm. It's always been weird to me. I don't get it. Yeah. Suspicious doctors, it annoys me. Because, you know, even even in fictionalized shows, it's like, you'll go to a doctor and they'll be like, oh, I don't know about that. It's like, well, I'm telling you, this is what's going on in my world, in my body. And it's like, well. Right. I get it. People <laughs> have anxiety and stuff. That doesn't, like... You know, that doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to them. Exactly. There, There's little, there is rarely someone more valuable in this world than a compassionate healthcare provider. You know, whether it be a nurse or a doctor or, or somebody in that yeah. field, just someone who is willing to let you ramble on for an extra minute or two just to get this off of your chest. There, There is nothing more valuable than that. I love that. So thank you, healthcare professionals, pharmacists, doctors, nurses, all of you, because, yeah, I mean, obviously we've been thanked several times over this past year, but for that, for that little thing in particular, it, it seems like a little thing, but it's so important and it's, it's very appreciated. And it's unfortunately more rare than you'd think. Yeah. Like yeah. it should be the standard, but it's not. Yeah. Like I, I think, well, I know we talked about this on the show, but I was bragging about coming across a pharmacist who was like giving me coupons for the, for, for the medication that I'm picking up. Like, Hey man, let me help yeah. you get some money off of this. That means a lot because a lot of people can't afford that. A lot of people are out of work right now. And 
even just shaving ten dollars off of a twenty dollar inhaler it's like that that means the world to some people yeah i usually end up asking about stuff like that and when they're not helpful i've literally left and come back another time yeah yeah like when someone else is working because i've been so annoyed (laughs) no that that makes perfect sense and it's understandable it mm, this is this is your health you're talking about you can't play around with that yep yeah yeah so anyway (laughs) we got a lot to talk about this week outside of just uh what's going on in the uh in the election and all that business um is there anything that you want to hit right away anything that just caught your eye uh i mean i guess we can talk about the chris evans thing because it's already we we have it in our notes and i guess we should touch on that real quick but yeah. like it it is basically disproven is it, now. Is it bunked? From Evans. Is, is it bunked yeah, or debunked? I don't debunked? know if it's bunked or debunked or whatever. I don't know if it's or if Evans is playing around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't – I was skeptical of this story anyway because he did that for so long. He openly talked about his anxiety about doing it. Yeah. Being Captain America. Uh, being tied to it for so long. Like – I was like, I don't know about this. It'd be cool if it was the case. And I don't think it's something he would rule out. But, like, coming, not only coming back, but coming back so soon. Um, I don't know. It just, it sounded, it did sound like a rumor to me. Yeah, I um, agree. And then Chris Evans was like, oh, this is news to me or something like that. <laughs> yeah, just, just a three-word uh, tweet. Just news to me. And like, wow, okay. Yep. And for that day and a half that that news was out, everybody was just like, everybody had hot takes. There were hot takes abound uh, with, about Chris Evans. And I think he's the kind of guy that would want to keep that type of thing a surprise. And if something were to happen where he was coming back to um, do like a cameo on Falcon and Winter Soldier or something like that, the great thing about it is he wouldn't even have to work out. I mean, he's he's going to come back as uh, you know, old man Steve Rogers. So right. Yeah, he could just be a floating now that, head on the CGI. Now that that wasn't body. clear either. Right. The rumor wasn't clear clear either. Like is it going to be, you know, a flashback of him back with Peggy or whatever? I don't know. Like I I think there's a lot of possibilities for him to make a cameo or something if they want to do that. Yeah. But I just don't see it. I don't see it happening soon. I could see it happening in a couple of years after he's had more time off. That being said, um, you know, as we saw, like listening to Stephen Amell, I think it was on the Michael Rosenbaum podcast, but he was talking about coming back as arrow. Like he's like, I just want to work right now. Right. So right. I'll do whatever. <laughs> so I could see that being a thing where Chris Evans is like, Hey, I just want to work. I'm not saying that that's his case, but like Stephen Amell was that way where he's like, I'll do whatever. <laughs> I just want to get back to work. Cause I'm losing my mind. I can imagine when you're on a TV that show. Yeah. Like when you're on a TV show for, for a decade and change. And you know, when you, when you do these long uh, movie franchises, like the Avengers franchise, like, man, these people become like your friends and family, you know, not even like they are your friends and family at that point. So, yeah, he's probably missing those folks and might be mulling it over. Who knows? But, yeah, Stephen Amell, I could totally see that because 
he was the torchbearer for the entire CW superhero lineup for so long. He was the cheerleader. He was the champion. He was the one who was on all the uh, advertising materials and everything like that. And then, uh, yeah, kind of just unceremoniously killed him off with the idea that a spinoff might happen where he could pop up. But then that got shot down. I guess that's news too. the black, uh, the black canary or rather the canaries and arrow show. Um, they passed on that across the board. That was surprising. I have a feeling they'll pick it up elsewhere though. Right? Like DC, whatever that thing is called. (laughs) DC universe isn't really a thing anymore. Um, and I think that's, that's one of the things that is, uh, against it. From what I read, they tried to shop it around to like HBO Max. They said no. Uh, which tracks? Because they're kind of like, you know, a, a, a bigger budget type of, uh, service. You know, they want something that's more along the lines of, uh, a Doom Patrol. You know, something right. darker like that. Rather than a, a, a TV I mean, show that has. They could definitely has... modify that show though. They could yeah. make it darker. They could, but I mean, it comes with so much baggage already. It comes with all that continuity and the idea that eventually folks will want to see it cross over with a CW show, so they'll have to tone it down. Right. Yeah, there's there's a lot to consider there. Uh, you know, they they may be wary of it like CBS was with uh, with Supergirl after the one season. Who knows? True. Yeah, that was like a disaster. I, for- I always forget that that was on CBS. Right, right. That was like a disaster for them. And then it went on CW and it was a completely different like thing. It was very successful. That I com- like I I forgot about that. That's just weird. Yeah. Cuz it it always felt like a CW show. I have no clue what they were thinking when they put that on CBS. Yeah, it's originally. like all those uh I guess Berlantiverse shows. They always start with the intention of being self-contained, being over in their own little pocket, you know, and it's like, well, you know, it's the end of the but season. why? Like, I don't understand that either. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, what's the point of that? You know you're going to do this. Come on. Sometimes I think it's Why just, else would you be making five billion of these? Come right. on. Sometimes I, I'm, I'm positive it's just lip service, too, because, yeah, the entire point of a superhero show is to see the big lineup where all the superheroes stand together triumphantly against evil. So, of course, you want to add more heroes to that. You want to have them go and play with these other guys. I mean, it'd be money on the table if they if they stuck to that. It'd be crazy. Right. It it, it just was always that was always weird to me. I didn't understand that. Like, no, Supergirl's in her own thing. We're not doing like, no bullshit. Like, you're going to do this. Stop playing around. Um. (laughs) I'm really excited for the new Superman show. Oh, that trailer was great. Oh, man. You know, okay. It looks completely different from any Superman story we've ever seen told on screen. Yes. Like, big screen or small screen, you know? I'm excited for it. I'm really I'm really jazzed about it. It's been a long time since we've gotten, like, good, fresh Superman content. Just Superman. Yep. You know, no other stuff interfering with it. For the meantime, I know he's not a monolith. It's not going to be that way for the entire series, but build up that lore a little bit again so we can we can be in that world. I want that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think, and especially, I think that they're, I think that they're making the right call by ending Supergirl. 
And yeah. then because this season will be the last season of Supergirl and then he can kind of take over. They don't have to worry about that, um, you know, crossing into each other or anything like that. It can do he, they can do their own thing with that. I what I really liked about that trailer was I was like, oh, my God, this feels Smallville mm-hmm. like this feels like Smallville in a way that I don't think any of these other shows have captured, Um, which is. Good, because those other shows were not that kind of vibe. Like, that's just not what they were going for. I think that Flash would have been the closest to that um, of the bunch. But, yeah, I I was like, oh, man, they're kind of they're touching on a little bit of that, like. That, like. Not not Superman, it's not an edge, like sometimes when they try to make Superman really dark and angst and it like i don't like that it's not really that but it is like the weight of being superman is heavy yeah so it's 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 difficult for writers to fully capture that to get the like he has this weight of being superman but that doesn't make him like uh whiny and terrible or a murderer or whatever weird thing you've assigned to him it's almost like the um, uh, the statue of Atlas. He's got the world on his shoulders, but he's still holding it up, you know? Right, right. You yeah, want to see definitely. Superman succeed because he's supposed to be the shining example of what we can achieve if we work hard and right. say our like prayers. The ending of Man of Steel is not – it's not, like, bad so much as, like, this happened. Like, they, they set it up to where you understand why he does the things that he does. But you're also like, why are you writing this where you're trying to break him in this way? <laughs> why are you trying to like, it's not Batman. No, like that's not the story we want to see for Superman. No, I think that's what ultimately bothered people like deep down. Yeah. Yeah. We, we look towards Superman, that character specifically. It's there's a lot of pressure. Inspirational. Yeah. Inspiration, aspiration. There's a lot of pressure put on that character. It's it's a um, yeah. I don't even know the word I'm looking for, but yeah, it's it's just an icon. It's an icon. Yes. Welcome to my brain. My brain is not working tonight. In case you guys couldn't tell, <laughs> I don't know why. Well, I blame lack of oxygen. I felt for me. earlier, so maybe maybe my fall like fucked up my head, and I didn't know. Mm. Maybe. Let's hope. Well, no, let's not hope. One of us has got to be steady. <laughs> That has never been me, but okay. Well. <laughs> so, speaking of icons, um, yeah. there was also a little a little thing that came out uh, over the past couple of weeks about um, the Captain America symbol showing up at these, uh, these events that are very much against what Captain America stands for. Uh, yeah, so that doesn't so. make sense to me, but okay. What'd you say? I'm sorry. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like no, weirdos wearing whatever. Yeah, Punisher logo. Sure, okay, fine. You misunderstand what the character yeah, is about. Yeah, that adds up. Sure. Yeah, I get that because yeah, the Netflix guy. That's your Punisher. You go ahead, take him. Whatever you want to do. Um, <laughs> I'll take the guy who uh, who lives in a tenement and defends the uh, the tenants against John Travolta or something. I forget how that movie went, but uh. What? Yeah, this is Neil Kirby. Oh, right, right, right. I, 
God, I forgot about that. You forget John Travolta was the uh, enemy of the first, well, not the first, but the Tom Jane Punisher. I just literally forgot about that movie yeah. <laughs> for a brief, brief moment there. I forgot that movie existed. It was Garth Ennis' attempt to bring Punisher in the comics back to brass tacks to make him less of a, a supernatural vigilante angel uh, in a storyline called Welcome Back, Frank. And yeah. for a lot of people, it was like, all right, this is a good Punisher book. This is interesting. Of course, it went off the rails immediately after Garth Ennis left, but it was basically Punisher through the lens of the guy who wrote Preacher, and it worked. Ironically, right. because he took all the yeah, supernatural I mean, he stuff. Yeah, right, Punisher. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it worked for a little while. Is that when he punched a polar bear? That was later on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, same uh, same writer artist team. That's yes. Yeah, yeah. That was just ridiculous. But um, yeah, he fought John Travolta in the movie based on that storyline. And also, uh, there was a big Russian individual with blonde hair that he fought. Uh, that was the same actor who played Super Shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. So, fun fact for you there. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> But back to Cap. So Neil Kirby, the son of Captain America co-creator Jack Kirby. Uh, of course, he, like all of us, saw what happened at the Capitol on January 6th. And he decided to um, release a statement about what was going on. It's a very, fairly lengthy statement. And we'll uh, we'll link to it uh, when we post the episode. But uh, it, it boils down to the last segment here. He goes, my father, Jack Kirby and co-creator jo, uh, Joe Simon, uh, the creators of Captain America and World War II veterans, will be absolutely sickened by these images. And, of course, he's talking about uh, the Captain America logo uh, right. you know, being worn and whatnot. Uh, he goes, these images are an insult to both their memories. If Donald Trump had the qualities and character of Captain America, the White House would be a shining symbol of truth and integrity, not a festering cesspool of lies and hypocrisy. Several of our presidents held the same values as Captain America. Donald Trump is not one of them. Signed, Neil Kirby, mm -hmm. Jack Kirby's son. Yeah. Well said. I mean, that captures it. It says, like, they are, they are veterans who literally fought... In World War Two, and then created a World War Two hero. Uh, fuck you, Nazis! Like, right. like that's that was, you know, the perfect response to it. It's like, no, 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 no. I don't think so. When you, you don't get of, to co-opt this character. Right. When you think of the uh, the iconic comic book cover of Captain America punching Hitler, yes, yep. you you can be on this comic book cover. You are represented here, but you're the one that Captain America's punching in the jaw. That's the only caveat. <laughs> right. God. Idiots. <laughs> I just don't, they're just, there's no connection. Reading, like, there's a, um, a Twitter account called Coping MAGA. Mm. And it's just, like, them dealing with the loss and acceptance. And they have gone even further off the rails than I ever imagined right now because they're like, Oh, we got duped and they're just lo like, like truly losing it. It's shocking. It really is. To see it's, the things uh, that they've said. 
Like, I understand. If you're on Twitter, follow them on Twitter. Like, follow uh, uh, Coping Maga on Twitter. Coping because Maga. it's just, yeah, it's okay. just fascinating to read these, these, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oof. Yeah. It's, it's um interesting. And I, I did see a few articles over, over this past weekend, too. Or rather, not even this past weekend. Time is moving so, so fast. Over this past week, I saw some articles about uh, QAnon uh, nutcases nut saying, yo, we've been betrayed. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were duped. <laughs> yes. Yes, you were. Ultimately, you but, were. Like, a lot of them still believe in it, too. It's weird. I don't know. The I don't know gymnastics. how you come out of a cult like this. Yeah. Because it, it's on such a large scale. I think that's a thing, too. Like, when you come out of a regular cult, you kind of come back into the real world, and it probably takes a lot of a time to adjust and everything like that, but, like, I don't know. Like, this, I'm like, this is a very, very big cult. I don't know how you uh, how you deal with that. Yeah, there's a there's an entire subreddit where people who um, were formerly in a cult congregate and, and talk about how they broke free Ooh. and share stories about how they're, you know, trying to resist urges to get back involved. And it's kind of like a support group. And uh, that, that's something. Yeah, that, they're, they're you're susceptible to that. Like, yeah, if you're in it, if you're like, there's just a certain personality that's susceptible to cults, like well, you, apparently. If, if you're in it for your entire life, you have no ground. You have no point of reference to say exactly. this yeah. is wrong. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's part of it where it's like I, I understand uh, to an extent, of course, where the the mania comes from almost because you, oh, you, yeah. see, you see people yelling at, at Walmart employees and stuff like that if they can't get their way. And it's like, wow, how can someone do that to another human being? And it's honestly because they've never been told that they can't. They've never been shown otherwise. And right. And we have to keep in mind, too, like, there are some of these people who, like, believe in QAnon and stuff who are, like, survivors of abuse and things like that who have been manipulated by really bad people who are using that and saying, look, these these people in the government – are abusing children and things like that. Like they're literally weaponizing trauma um, to indoctrinate people. So like that, that I feel really like I've read, you're talking about Reddit, like posts. I've read things like that where they're like, you know, it's a woman saying her husband is like with Q and in that thing now. And like, yeah, is like a survivor of childhood traumas and things like that. So it's like, and that, I'm not talking about the people in the Capitol or anything like that. Like I'm not talking about them, um, because clearly they've gone over a line that is just unbelievable. But there are some people who, like, just like any cult or anything like that, like there are some people that join things because they're looking for answers, they're looking to help. Like there, there's there's just a lot involved with it. Yeah. And I think sometimes we try to go like. They're all idiots, so they're all this or all that. And, like, some of them are just really broken people searching for answers or meaning or something like that. Yeah. And they just 
they found it in the in a really bad place. <laughs> like they like that's the shitty part. And like yeah. you said, they don't have the grounding or the stability or maybe a family structure, friend structure, whatever, to help them not get into that. People get to a point in their life where they are very open to suggestion. And yeah, yeah I mean, abuse can take many forms. You can, and, like, gaslight yourself. It's the, We oh talk God, about gaslighting yeah. all the time. You can mm. gaslight yourself. I'm really bad about that. I do that a lot. I convince myself I'm a bad person all the time or whatever. And then I have other, like, the people who are closest to me going, please stop. And I'm like, I, I'm in my head right now. That's why. Like, I, I just can't not do this for some fucking reason. Um. And that, so I, I think that they have like a very extreme version of something like that. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes I, think, it, I mean I don't I'm not I'm not an expert. Sometimes like I'm not like, a therapist or anything like that. That glimmer of hope just shines through where, or I should say that glimmer of sensibility shines through where, you know, a, a yeah. ridiculous event like this will take place where you are storming the Capitol, like the young lady who got. Uh, pepper sprayed said and you're looking around and you hear all these people saying crazy shit and you're seeing literal feces uh being smeared on the walls of one of our most that was an unfortunate revelation yeah because we did not hear about that until like a few days later and i was yep. like yep that sounds about fucking right right jesus i mean fecal matter bloodshed um you know just complete disrespect for this this building and you know if there's one thing <laughs> these sort of folks stand for it's honoring the history of our nation that's why they want to let the confederate yeah, flags confederate fly statues. and the statues yeah but you know sometimes fuck, flag. fuck you that anti-american bullshit you want to fly the flag of a fucking traitor fuck you and see that's what i mean they get confused and that's Absolutely not letting them off yeah, the hook. Yeah, you're right. They get confused about no, what no, America is. No, no, you're right. Is. They are. They're, they're like that's you're lost. Yeah. If you're at that point, you're lost. Basically. So there was a video going around today, and if folks want to see it, it's it's the Reddit uh, subreddit called just cults. And there's a woman mm -hmm. who used to be very deep in in a cult herself, and sometimes you need people who have survived that who, who uh, speak that yeah. language to give you something to pull you out. And yeah, I mean, it's just a, a plea. She's saying, please don't destroy our country. This is much more than self-destruction. This is much more than destroying yourself. You're destroying our country. Please see the light. Please understand there's something better than this. There's something more peaceful that can be accomplished here. And yeah, I mean, like I said, sometimes you just need somebody who's been through it to pull you out. Yeah. Yeah. You always need, even in your darkest moments, you always need to remember that destruction is not the answer. Right. Like, I, and I, and I realize there are plenty of people that are like, no, like they, they don't agree with that on, you know, whatever end of the spectrum. Um, and we've talked about this in the past where like, I kind of understand X, Y, and Z of like why you do this or that. But like, on a personal level, you just have to constantly remind yourself of that. Like that, I don't know. Cause I, I think it can, I, I can see 
I can see the steps of going to the bad place, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I always come back to, that's where you lost me, though. Like, there's one of those steps where I'm like, mm, that doesn't make sense, though. Mm-hmm. That doesn't that that doesn't seem right. And like, you need to keep that voice always. You need to have that thing. Listen to that thing that's telling you this doesn't this isn't right. Like, I, I. I I mean, maybe they just don't have that at all. I don't know. That's very wild to me that there's not a voice going, uh, don't do that. It is wild. Don't, it's wild. Don't do that. People <laughs> taking Instagram and, and, and tweets at face value without like talking to people you trust, without doing independent yeah. research, without trusting science, without. And then like not listening to your family members or whatever when oh. they're saying, this is not true. Right. Like, do you not that that's that's great. Like, that's wild to me. But even that we're assuming that person has a support system where it could be. Yes, absolutely. They're bought up in that. And it's it's just ingrained into their life. You know, I'm sure there are people in the middle of America who have never seen a black person in their entire life and are told terrible things about people of color. Yeah, That's me. I've yeah. never seen a black person in my life. We Man. exist, guys. We exist. <laughs> we we exist. Um, and would like recognition. Uh, frankly, is, is that a fact? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. We need. We need. You know. We need a seat at the table too. Why? Yeah. I don't know. But <laughs> we are demanding it. <laughs> because we want it. You had your we own perfectly it. good table. It was right there. And you're like, no, we want to take your table too. All right. Well, well you know, that is our purpose. Ah. That has <laughs> um, historically been the thing that we do where that, we have a very nice table. Yeah. It's a nice little island over here, actually. Like, you know, it's in a, a nice kitchen and, um, you know, there's like a, like a lot of people speaking with accents and, and stuff like that. And then when we go like, look at that table, that table looks really nice. You know, if we take that table, the sun will never set on our empire. So then we just like take that fucking table. Ah. Uh, and then we see another table and we just take that one too. And, and you know, uh, and then but, some, some people like throw teapots at us and we get upset and there's a bit of a schism and, mm. you know, a lot of, a lot of weird things happen after that. But historically, yeah, we, we see someone else's thing and we go, I want that thing. Why? You have a thing right here in front of you. This table is very nice. It doesn't matter. I want that. Um, so that's what the people who have never met a black person, I feel like is a good representation of them, which is, uh, you know, I just want it. Like, don't worry about why. Right. <laughs> just let me, I want it. There you I have want it. it. Like, I want it. Bobby New. <laughs> Give it. Give it. I want Give it. it. Me. <laughs> Give it me. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> You've described yeah, the United true. States like, of America. Some people, like the, maybe the, maybe they interacted with a black person at like the grocery store or something, but they've never actually met a black person. Right. Right. Like, right. like, yeah. like not even an acquaintance. It's wild. Which is wild. It is wild. Very wild. Let's talk about Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. There's no way to transition. Nope. No way. Nope. 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 
Yeah. I what is Paltrow? You know, the one good thing well, about... Uh, this is basically a wall of weird story, by the way. It pretty much is, Let's but just it's, throw that out. it's also pretty normal for Gwenny. Like, the one good thing about Robert Downey Jr. Uh, stepping down as Iron Man in that role... We ain't got to deal with Gwyneth Paltrow in the Marvel Universe anymore. We kind of turned a blind eye to her for a long time. But this wackiness has been going on for I mean, far too what? long. Turned a blind eye to her. She doesn't even remember making these fucking movies. She doesn't. So I don't know what she's smoking. <laughs> I mean, I Same. remember vividly every project that I've worked on. I, I respect the people that I've teamed up with. The folks that helped me to give okay. the best performance in, I've given. In Gwyneth Paltrow's defense, uh-huh. I barely remember what we recorded 15 minutes ago. <laughs> we are at 50 minutes into this podcast. I don't even know where I am right now. But you're so, aware. You're aware that we, we're doing a podcast. And you're aware that later I'm going to edit this podcast and post it. Because you are. For now. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> I am also, aware of that as of this you're but also neglecting tomorrow, the fact who knows? you're neglecting the fact that she gets paid millions of dollars to forget moments like that it's incredible incredible so and then makes vagina candles that explode yeah she remembers that she's all about the goop so apparently uh for those that are wondering where we're going with this and i yep. hardly know myself apparently uh what if paltrow uh, has a long history of, of doing interesting things uh, in, in, the, in the world of white women. Most recently, though, uh, she apparently uh, made a candle that smells like her vagina. Advertised as, this is what my vagina smells like. That is the name of the candle. Yes, we talked about, we, we definitely talked about that before. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. the, the most... Thing. You may be wondering why we're bringing it up again. Well, folks, it's because <laughs> I never thought I'd be saying this words. The candles that are scented like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina have exploded. <laughs> the the party uh, in the UK that experienced this phenomenon says, and I quote, I've never seen anything like it. The whole thing was ablaze. And it was too hot to touch. There was an inferno in the room. <laughs> I... Oh boy. What? Yep. The... I. So first of all, how mm. does a candle explode on this level? I don't understand that part of it, unless yeah. it's got like multiple wicks i don't i don't know that's very weird yeah i know why do people buy this candle that's another fucking question and it's expensive why did you buy this candle yeah it was very expensive and it sold out quickly oh god what that's probably the most annoying the most annoying thing about this story is that somebody actually purchased this candle actually lit this candle didn't just give it to somebody as a gag gift actually tried to enjoy the fragrance, the alleged fragrance of Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. I'm not going to fact check that. We're all just going to agree that that's what it is. Vanilla and coconut, whatever the fuck it smells oh. like. But there's all also right. nitroglycerin. So you better watch out. 
Isn't there always, though? Am I right? <laughs> Ladies. The Am guy, I right? The guy from Coldplay should have warned us. He didn't do his due diligence to warn the world that it could blow up. I see. I I kind of wish that there was like a quote from Chris Martin being like, "Well, this isn't the first time her pussy has ruined my life." Or I don't know something along those lines. Uh, you all want to know why I named our kid Apple? I'm not gonna argue with her. Would you? I because mean, she's Eve, that evil bitch. She like, got, she's I don't know. Got an exploding vagina, guys. I'm not about to argue with this woman. It ain't happening. Yeah. That is an amazing superpower to have. All this time, she was a mutant, and we didn't know. And this is how we find out. <sighs> to be fair, she doesn't know either. No, she, <laughs> she forgot. She can't remember she... shit. <laughs> she thought it was just part of Spider-Man 3. Which... <laughs> like, oh, I thought it was just oh a scene. God. I didn't know. Yeah, dude, that's messed up. She's so oblivious. And it, it's... it's uh, oh. Just the name of her company alone always is so gross to me. Yep. Like, why would you name your company that? That's that's just ugh, ugh. And they've done so many things. And like, it's not just that they're, um, that they're making people you know buy stupid shit for a lot of money. Some of it has been actually destructive. We've talked about this in the past, where like gynecologists have had to say don't put rocks in your vagina and stuff like that because they're that's what they're selling hey like yeah that's destructive let's let's go down some of her greatest hits literally okay canadian doctors slammed gwyneth paltrow endorsed coffee enema yeah that's who hasn't put coffee in their butt here's the <laughs> put it the in your butt part of waking up is coffee in your butt um all right, here's another hit here. This comes from E! News. Gwyneth Paltrow claimed she made yoga popular. Quote, I went yes. to do a yoga class in L.A. recently, and the 22-year-old girl behind the counter was like, have you ever done yoga before? I don't know why she sounds like Yogi Bear. And I was like, you have this job because I've done yoga before. Awesome, Gwyneth. Awesome. And last but not least, my favorite. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow sued for allegedly skiing into someone, wait, and then skiing away. <laughs> it's, it's. How dare you ski in front of Gwyneth Paltrow? And run. She did a ski and run. She skied and skied. She, no, in this case, it's a ski and skedaddle. She. <laughs> I don't know how John Favreau does it. The mm. skis, and then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! If only I had some mode of transportation to get away. Right, the skis. Goodbye. Oh, that's right. Pew! Like it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> like, oh, shit. I'd stay at home, but I have to work on the secret recipe for my vagina-scented candle. Right now, it's yeah. explosive. We have to do something. The person who's hit with skis goes, bitch, what? <laughs> <laughs> she is a menace. A menace. It's, you call Spider-Man a menace. Oh, no. Gwyneth is a menace. Gwyneth the menace. Oh, God. That just happened. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, 
Well, we were going to call this episode Coffee Butt, but now it's going at the Menace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy <sighs> shit. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, um, basically, stay away from Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, especially if you're not a basic bitch, uh, because your your life will be ruined. So, watch out. Yes. Uh, she's just, she's super weird. And, you know, there was a long time where we just didn't know anything about her. She was just, like, just a regular actress or whatever, got the name and everything. And then all of a sudden, I mean, maybe it was when she, like, named her kid Apple and stuff, but it, she became more of a thing, and it's been just all downhill since. Yes. Like, I don't, what? Now I want I do wonder about that candle story because it sounds suspicious like they're going to sue. Yeah. It sounds fake. Like they like they want to sue her. I'm going Something. to google the words goop, candle and vagina and see where we're at. That is a mistake, but you do you, I guess. It's in stock, guys. They're still selling this thing. How much is it? $75. Or, if you spend $75 on a candle, any candle, any candle, um, you deserve to get hit with a ski. <laughs> that, is, that is ridiculous. Men, if you buy a candle for your wife that smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina, be prepared to be asked for a separation. Just putting it out there. Lesbians. This is a very good idea for your upcoming Valentine's Day idea. Like this. <laughs> just... Actually, if you want to end your relationship with a bang, go ahead and buy one of these candles. Yeah. Your partner will get the hint. I would be if if my if my girlfriend gave me a a vagina scented candle, I would find that absolutely hilarious until i found out she paid 75 dollars for it and then i would be furious that's the part that would upset me oh man i would think it was hilarious until that part and then i'd be like okay we need to talk about credit (laughs) limits on a joke (laughs) because there is a limit on there are candles person there are there are joke candles that smell like apple pie for a little while, then they end up smelling like a fart or something later on that you can buy. I think those are like, you know, they sell them at like maybe Hot Topic or something yeah, like that, that or Spencer's Gifts. Some, I don't know. I, I do Actually, you know, the money involved in this particular case, in this one instance, might make it funnier, though, as uh-huh. a guest. <laughs> because it's also like you spend seventy five dollars on this, you are the dumbest person ever. I kind of love it. Let me tell but, you, it's a uh, <sighs> it's it's a black candle with a it's a black candle what? holder, you know, with with a white interior uh, with a white candle inside of it. I should say, but the That's image sweet. on their website okay. is it's high res enough. That if you print it out, you could probably just tape it on a candle you get from the dollar store and, you know, yeah. save a little bit of yeah. do-re-mi. Yeah, do that. Or, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but, I'm, yeah, I, I would say a man giving that candle to a woman would mm-mm. not be a good idea. 
This is the highlight of my podcasting career. I'm advising that people bootleg a pussy candle on our show. I just want to put this on my reel and make sure that every single job I audition for from now on, this clip is included because this, this is my crowning moment as a podcaster. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so proud this evening of what we've accomplished on our show. Yeah, we are living in Biden's America. Mm, mm-hmm. And this is just uh, just how it goes now. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to the Biden-Harris administration. You want a candle that smells like vagina? Why not? Goop and Heritage Free country. present This Smells Like My Vagina Candle. What I love about the name of this candle, too, if you put a comma in there, anywhere in there, it changes the name of the candle. Yes. This yeah. smells, comma, like my vagina candle. Yep. This, comma, smells like my vagina candle. Nah, not that one. So Add a much. question mark, bud. Add a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> this smells like dot, 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 my vagina, exclamation point, candle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think we've gotten enough out of this. All right, let's talk about Batman a little bit because you know, by by definition, yeah, as a as a they, pop culture podcast, we have to talk about Batman at least once. Right. So they're making a Batman the animated sequel or the animated series sequel for HBO Max. I'm this shocked. is the rumor right now. It's from ComicBook.com. So, and they were talking about it on uh, Fat Man Beyond. Yes. I haven't listened to that in a while, so. Um, but he was saying that that's the rumor that they're making a sequel to Batman the Animated Series. So that, um, and Kevin Smith was saying he's not involved or whatever, but <laughs> I don't know. That's probably probably for the best. And as much as I love Kevin Smith, when he's involved in the project. It's a pretty good chance it's not gonna happen. He does have very bad luck. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So I don't even know why it is. He has some great ideas, you know. I think um, it's more of the like the like hint that they're talking about. It's more if he just knows because he's involved with people making other things. Mm-hmm. Like he probably knows that to be true, but can't say anything. And I mean, most of the voice actors are still around, so, you know, just yeah, right yeah, back into it. So I'm excited about that. I would watch more Batman, the animated series. I don't know why they stopped it in the first place. Or Actually, yes, I do. They wanted to. <laughs> that was a weird chest of position. <laughs> uh, they wanted to add more Robin. Like, that was one of the mandates from the very beginning of the show, is they negotiated how much Robin they wanted to put into it. They wanted the show to be super dark, super moody. Um, I think the original idea was they didn't even want to have Robin involved at first. But uh, Fox demanded that Robin be part of the show. And then it became a, a matter of how often is Robin featured in the show. So it was like this many times a season Robin has to be on the show. And they got some good Here. stories out of him. Um, but then it got to a point where it's like, okay... We're going to now reboot the show, a soft reboot this time, as uh, the new Batman and Superman adventures. So right. the art style changed a little bit. It got a little bit more simple. They had to, you know, pare down on the uh, 
the complicated designs of some of the characters, which are already pretty simple, you know, as they were. But yeah, you, you notice there was a point in the show where it's like, okay, there's no circle around the bat on Batman's chest. Um, some of the characters are just now like two tones, just black and gray. And it was right. like, what happened here? The sky is always red in Gotham. and There's never daytime. Like, oh, all right. So at least we got more Batman that way. And the stories were great. They did what they could with what they had. But you notice almost every episode of that reboot, the soft reboot, had uh, the young Robin in there. Who mm. I think was supposed to be Tim Drake at the time. But yeah. I don't remember. It's been so long since I've seen that show, honestly. Mm. Like it's, any of it. It's worth going back to. Some of those stories um, still hold up, of course. Yeah, that's what my brother was saying. He was watching it with my nephew and was saying, like, God, this show holds up really well. The music is insanely good. It's, like, yeah. better than it has any business being. Like, even on its own, I went back and I, I listened to some of the songs recently uh, because they released the soundtracks on Spotify. And, uh, yeah, they still they still are pretty great. But I think you need the context yeah. to enjoy them first before digging back into the, the right, music. right, right. Yeah, it's one of those that like I will probably revisit at some point. Um, but like we, we've talked about this, certain animated shows I'm mm. just kind of eh, weird about. Are those all on HBO Max at this point? Yeah, they actually did uh, put the the remastered versions over on HBO Max. They they used to be exclusive to the Blu-ray for a little while. Then they put them on uh, DC Universe, but of course. That doesn't exist anymore, as mentioned earlier in the episode. And, uh, yeah, now they live on HBO Max. So, there you are. That's good. Is Especially there for you. HBO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's... God, it's just a, it's a great time to subscribe to HBO Max. Yeah, they got great content on there. Jeez. They really do. I'm looking forward to that movie I've seen advertised recently called... Uh, oh, what is the name of that? It's about uh, Fred Hampton uh, and the Black Panthers. And it stars. Uh, oh yes, oh, God, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I don't remember the name of it though. Daniel. Yeah, it Kaluuya. looks good. Daniel Kaluuya. What are you? What are you going to be in? What are you going to be in? What's the name of that movie? Judas and the Black Messiah. That's what yeah. it's called. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. So I mean, between that, Kong versus Godzilla, and all the other stuff they got coming out, I feel like I'm getting my money's worth out of HBO. Yeah, they're definitely making like a a good argument for a subscription to HBO Max. Yeah, I guess Wonder Woman's probably not on there anymore, is it? Because they I... they had limited. It was a month. Correct? That's right. Yeah, I guess not. It's probably done, or at yeah, least it's, it's going to be gone, gone by the time this episode. Everyone, is out. keep that in mind with these movies that are supposed to be released in the theaters. They will not be on there the whole time. It's only on there for like a month. Yeah, and that's one they thing I. I think they need to be a little bit more vocal about that. I know that they've they've said that in press releases, but when they advertise these movies, it's like, come into theaters and HBO Max, and it's like, that's it. Maybe tell us, first week on HBO Max, check it out, and then it's gone. You can only see it in theaters yeah. after that, and you got to wait for it to come back around. Yep. Yeah, then you're going to have to buy it or whatever, and then maybe a year from now it'll be on HBO Max again. Right, right. I am I am interested in seeing, like, the turnaround time for Wonder Woman to come back to HBO Max. Like, how long is that going to take? I'm guessing it'll be later this year. Yeah. Like, mm, 
it wasn't as warmly Summer? received mm-hmm. as uh, the first one. So yeah, I don't think they're gonna try to drag that out. No, it's true. It wasn't right. okay. Uh, I've got. I don't know if this last one that you have here is considered a wall of weird um, that you added. Um, because all I have left is wall of weird. Let's make this wall of weird then. Let's do it. Okay. Wall of weird. You've entered the wall of weird zone, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, we'll do mine first then. Oh yes, please go. Okay, so mine is the continuation of. Remember we previewed last. Last week, I said potato. Mm-hmm. Guys, remember I said potato. <laughs> That's because we have a story from BBC. Human foot in Gatesfield, <laughs> Gateshead Field turns out to be a potato. Oh. <laughs> a suspected human foot buried in a muddy field turned out to be a potato after a, quote, large-scale police search. A dog walker in Gateshead sent officers a photograph of what appeared to be a toe poking out of the soil. Oh, it does does look look like a toe. It does look like a toe. It does. But after carrying out a search in the dark with specialist dogs, the author or the officers discovered it was a potato with a mushroom (laughs) growing next to it. Police praised the woman for her vigilance and said that the call had been made in good faith. The police said that the photograph sent on Tuesday when the woman had returned home from her walk did show what appeared to be like a a human foot. (laughs) They thanked her for it. It was already dark by the time we got the call, so we had to deploy a search team uh, to track down the scene and rule out any foul play. We did hear a chuckle when they realized it was a potato, (laughs) but the call was made in good faith, and we can only praise the vigilance of the woman who made the call. He urged anyone who finds themselves in a similar situation to call the police, adding, if it does turn out to be a vegetable, our dogs will thank you for the treat. <laughs> now, see, I love that. That's a good story. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's surprisingly wholesome, too. Yes. It's, like, a, it's would, a weird one, but it's wholesome. I can see that being a kid's book or something like that. The case of the mystery toe. It grew out of the uh, ground. What but it, it has such a dark like undertone to it where she's like, yeah, there's a human foot in the ground here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck oh, help. Oh, man. I love it, though. And you know what? I'm glad the police didn't throw her under the bus with obviously it was a potato. Because looking at this picture, yeah, it looks like a toe. It, it looks like a toe, guys. It's really gross. Like this really might get gross. flagged on Facebook if we put it in the group. I don't know. Like we'll see what. I they, think uh... it would. I don't <laughs> appreciate it. I it was it was difficult to look at. So yeah, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh man, that see, was the foot, guys. It wasn't that, really a foot. <laughs> that was worth the wait. <laughs> yes. All right, mine. Is very reminiscent of a uh, a popular movie that folks may have seen, starring uh, our nation's uh, you know our pride and joy, Mr. Tom Hanks, a man so nice you think he's Canadian. Tom Hanks. Uh, do you remember the movie Terminal, Lex? I remember the movie Terminal, but I did not see the movie Terminal. I just remember trailers and stuff for it. Yeah. I remember it being on a lot of like VHS or something, like or DVD <laughs> trailers before whatever movie I was watching for some <laughs> fucking reason. Yes. <laughs> it's one of those. It's yeah. like, I'm sure that's good. Do I need to see it? Probably not. If no, it's on... it looks, I remember thinking it was like an old person movie. 
and yeah. I didn't want to watch it. It was. It was a it was a Saturday afternoon with your with your family type movie. No one's gonna be pissed about it. Everyone's yeah. gonna be like, oh right. it's time. You're gonna show this on TNT. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, man found living in Chicago airport for three months due to fear of COVID. That's oh. right, a man lived in the airport for three months. No one knew. No one noticed. I, I honestly I could see that. I could see that with like a mall. I could yeah. see that with a airport because there's especially a place like O'Hare. It's huge. You just look like a person going from wherever. Like you're just going to catch your flight or exactly. something like that. Now yeah. it is more shocking to get away with it in COVID times when we're more alert and everything like that. Well, that's true. But on the other side of the coin, you could say that if he was, uh, you know, practicing proper COVID techniques and wearing a mask all the time, you know, it'd be hard for cameras to pick him up and, and see a trend. True. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, as the story goes, awesome. a man has been living in a secure section of Chicago's international airport for three months, apparently telling police he was too afraid of coronavirus to return home to Los Angeles, according to multiple reports. The 36-year-old man, Californian Aditya Singh, was arrested this weekend and charged with criminal trespass. Oh, come on, guys. To a restricted I area. I think that's a little bit excessive. Jesus. Yeah. He was just living in a fucking airport. Who cares? Right. It's a felony and theft, a misdemeanor, the Chicago Tribune reported. Prosecutors come said on. on Sunday that, according to police, the man arrived on a flight from L.A. to O'Hare International Airport on October 19th. It says 19 October because it's from The Guardian, which is a, a U.K. website. Uh, nearly three months later, on Saturday afternoon, Singh was approached by two United Airlines employees who asked to see identification. Singh allegedly showed them an airport ID badge that had been reported missing by its owner. An <laughs> airport operations manager said on October 26th. You wow. Crafty man. Okay, that's you. a little fucked up. But well, yeah, yeah, but come on. Come on, it's it's crafty. You gotta get I, I would I would not put felony charges on this dude. I'd be like, eh, misdemeanor, like, and you know, do some community service or something. I wouldn't right. do this guy. Like, I would yeah. hope that he gets a lawyer who really does like just plead with the court and say, look, you know, obviously everybody's going through some hard stuff right now. This was a very crafty solution. No one got hurt. You know, he didn't hurt anyone. He he, right. he managed to keep COVID free. He wasn't giving anybody any type of hassle. Just, you know, he was staying in an unpopulated area of the airport. There's always construction happening at O'Hare. Everybody knows that. Come on, guys. Wild, though. Like, Come on. Very wild to live in an airport. Like, he's got to write a book or something. That I dude hope so. lived in an airport. <laughs> For three months. <laughs> For three. That's a long time. That is. I mean... The anxiety that goes along with that. How long was Tom Hanks supposed to have lived in that airport? <laughs> the terminal. Oh, man. D told me this the other day, too. Hey, D. How long was Tom Hanks in that airport? Uh, he was there for seven months. Seven months. So he's got this guy sing. No. What? No. What? 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 Seven months. Um, the film is inspired by the true story of the 18-year <laughs> stay of Miran Kar- Karimi Nasiri okay. in Terminal 1 of Paris Charles de Gaulle Airport. 
Wow. From 1988 to 2006. Holy shit. That's amazing. What? What? So, in real life, the guy was there for that long. So, what they're saying is that the terminal... In the movie, the terminal was like nine months. But in real life... It was 18 what? years, and they said that was too unlikely, I guess. Just like, nah. <laughs> what? This That's fucking wild. man lived in the Air Force for 18 years? <laughs> what? The See, shit? I want to hear this man's real story now. I want a documentary. The city place was dismantled, and he was hospitalized in 2006. That's when it ended. Wow. Yep, I need to look this up. This 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 needs further investigation. This is happening. Autobiographical wrote an autobiographical book. Uh, well, all right. I got I got profoundly it's, it's quoted as being profoundly disturbing and brilliant. Oh. And there's documentaries. Yep. Audacity here I oh. come. It's happening. Not audacity. Uh it's audible. Crazy. It's happening. <sighs> okay. Well, Walla weird. <laughs> that I mean that Okay, the three months is one thing, but I'm like, I'm sorry, how many fucking years? What? 18 years. It's crazy. But if you think about it, well, no, his his stay lapped 9-11. That's phenomenal. It, it went to 2006? Yeah. So when we were being hypervigilant and super suspicious of anyone even wearing Look, this, shoes. This guy wasn't, this guy, it was like open. Like it wasn't, Right. Well, yeah, I'm saying, I think but this was a- it, it lapped. His stay lapped when 2001 yeah. happened. So you would think that they would see somebody just like, what the fuck are you doing here? And go, get the fuck out at the very least. But no, he did that plus okay, five so more his years. Case, his case went to court and everything. This is 1992. French court ruled that he entered the country legally. Mm-hmm. He entered France legally. And he could not be expelled from the airport. But it could not grant him permission to enter France because I guess he was um, uh, expelled from Iran. Oh. Is that what? That's okay, so it didn't touch the expelled U.S. at all. From Iran in, in seventy-seven. Huh. Yeah. So um, he, uh, yeah, this is this is wild. Um. Having one British parent, he decided in 1986 to settle in the UK, but en route, um, his papers were uh, lost in a briefcase. His briefcase was stolen. Oh. So he boarded a plane for London, but was promptly returned to France when he failed to present his ba- his uh, passport for British immigration. Lex. He was initially arrested in France, but released. What? There is a whole list of people on Wikipedia who have lived in airports. What? What? Two of them still are. <laughs> no. Oh my god. This is amazing. This is amazing. Holy Dennis Luis de Souza. Original nationality Brazilian. He lives in a Brazilian airport. Had frequent conflicts at home. Deciding to take refuge in the airport. Seems to suffer from psychological problems. Still lives in the airport but comes out occasionally. Duration so far, 7,691 days, approximately 20 to 21 years. What? 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 
Okay, wait, I don't understand this because an airport is 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 it considered private? It's considered private property, right? I believe so. But what we were talking about earlier with this with this rookie that I put in the wall of weird, like it's something phenomenal. No, forget that noise. Yeah, forget that guy. No, with these true masters of the art who have lived in airports for years at a time, like. It just must be the hustle and bustle of the airport that keeps them just out of sight but like, of, of anyone who I, would What bustle. I don't understand is they know that they're there because we know that they're there. Yeah. How, do, how are they still there? That's <laughs> what I don't understand. Well, this is only what two examples. Legal, what, is this squatter's rights? What is Maybe, this? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> squatter's rights for an airport. Can you imagine? Shit, this is uh, incredible. Okay, so – we know this of, is like an amazing scam. It this is. is such a great scam. It is. And once upon a time, you know, before airports got all weird and, and super stingy with the security and shit, I thought it was cool to hang out at airports. I was thinking, like, before 2001, it would be great to go to an airport for a day, hang out, go to the food court, shop at the duty you free keep shop. Bringing up 2001, did something happen? Uh, something. Okay. No, I mean, a few yeah, people okay. may have, have died. Not nearly as many as last year, though. So, uh, We are in rough territory. We are. So we're going to move on. Never forget. Never anyway. For, never uh, forget last week. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Yeah, I was going to say, that just happened again. La- oh, yep, it happened. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. At least. Fuck. That is one thing I will say I am optimistic about as far as, like, Biden and Harris being in control. Yeah. At least we have adults that believe in science again. That's nice. That's, That's right. Nice. And he's already working on shit to make sure that Americans get vaccinated um, quickly and yeah. efficiently. God, that's what we need. Fuck. I Holy want shit. Vaccine. You, I'm sure you saw the story that was reported in, in, in many newspapers and <laughs> many websites stating that, you know, they wanted to pick up where Trump left off with the rollout. And there mm-hmm. was no plan in place. So they had to start from scratch. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. So Operation Warp Speed was literally just an empty folder. No, I folder. saw that they, they got rid of that name, but I didn't realize there was like nothing involved. Yep. Nothing. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. Not surprised. So yeah, lots of people have lived in airports. And... uh it's it's fascinating, and I want to read this guy's story, the the gentleman out of France, because that's that's something I've been interested in for a very long time. That that movie captivated me just based on the premise, not necessarily oh it's a wonderful whimsical Tom Hanks film, just like the idea of living in an airport. How do you do that? How do you survive? Anyway, Wall of Weird. It, it's <laughs> yeah. What's funny is that was like a mild weird story that led to a what. What? How? <laughs> Another level of weird. Low. Wow. That I'm going to be processing for a while. And I'm Same. already processing too much, clearly. So, great. More things. That is fascinating, though. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't have the, I don't have the, like, interest in airports that I guess. I've always not, <laughs> I can tell you post-COVID travel is going to be very difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Because I've always struggled with like germaphobe issues and stuff like that. So my philosophy has been 
or not philosophy, but like my mentality has been like probably this will either break that for me once and for all. I'll be like, I lived through this this terrible thing and survived, hopefully. Um, <laughs> like I'll, I'll be I'll be like, I'm not worried about this anymore. The little little things won't bother me as much or I am going to be, you know, Howard using it mm. forever. Yeah. I mean, if somebody, I think that most people are going to be one or the other after this. If there were a group that branded themselves as the hyperallergenic airline, where yeah, you know, Virgin, because you know, Virgin is, is is popular for going above and beyond. But like, if Alamo Draft House basically came out with the equivalent of an airline, where they're like, everything is disinfected in between flights. We only have a few flights a day. But that's because we clean each and every plane from top to bottom. We're talking steam. We're talking disinfectant. We're talking mm-hmm. actually going in and rebuilding the bathroom or something like that. Yeah. Just like. Right. I guarantee you those flights would be as full as possible every single time. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have more germaphobes after this. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to hell. I've been in it basically my whole life. It's awful. You're scared of everything. Everything will kill you. But eventually, it can get kind of funny. It got, I will say that. It can get funny. It, it can get funny. <laughs> um, yeah, it can get funny. There was a a time where hotels were offering hypoallergenic rooms. I think it was like a Hilton thing. Yeah. I love that. I remember that. that. So much. It was so great. And then... I hate hotels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate hotels. I had bed bugs in a hotel once, oh and my I God. hated hotels before that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had to get rid of all of my luggage and everything. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. I had to buy new clothes and like Ugh. wear those new clothes while I was shrinking the fuck out of my current clothes, basically Damn. on high heat to kill bed bugs. Yeah. Fuck, man. Luckily, did not bring them into house or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like hotels. Well, you know, freak me out. My worst hotel story. Is, yes, I do know your worst hotel you story. You do. It's Bec- awful. <laughs> because the, this is the first yeah. time Lex and I met in person, y'all, was when I went to Florida. Yep. And we stayed at a Hilton hotel that was supposed to be a nice place. And there was blood on the pillow. When I say we, I mean D and I stayed at a Hilton hotel. Yeah. And we got to our room and there was blood on the fucking pillow. And when I raised right. the welcome to Florida. Yeah, yeah. I had I had a conniption. I I raised hell about it, and they were not bothered. And I still don't understand that to this day. I I cannot explain this weird swamp state that I unfortunately live in at the moment. <laughs> Holy shit, man! <laughs> and then like, we tried to get this room is, service this later. This is like. This is just like part of part of Florida can be nice. And then part of it is just like, why are you giving that baby Mountain Dew? (laughs) 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 And you think that's a joke? That's not a fucking joke. That's a literal thing that I've seen. Why are you giving this this toddler Mountain Dew? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Overall, it was an enjoyable trip. I'll say that, you know, the weather was nice. Um, Yeah. 
you know, met some good friends in person for the first time. That was great. Met some people I'd rather forget about for the last time. Uh, but yeah, yeah it was, it was, it was, it was a trip, man. <laughs> Blood on the pillow. Anyway, I think that's all we got we're tonight. We're the Australia of America. It's a mixed bag for yeah. sure. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, thank you for bearing with us this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for for joining us. Um, you can follow our misadventures on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Lex and Matt across the board. Uh, you can also check out our Patreon. We've got stuff going on yeah. over there. If you sign up, you can get some stickers. There's many episodes for you, for you to enjoy over there and all kind of fun surprises. Also, help me out here. <laughs> oh, I, I was I was going to, but you said also, so oh, I no. thought you were going to keep talking. No, no. Uh, yeah, our Patreon is patreon.com slash Lex and Matt. Uh, at Lex and Matt on all of social medias. Best place to get a hold of us is Instagram. No, Word. I will say that. Word. If you want to DM us. Mm-hmm. DM mm. us on Instagram. Word. At Lex and Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I am really dealing with a lack of oxygen this evening, so thank you for following me down yep, these various paths this evening, guys. Yep. Yours truly, I am Matt Peters. I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other, everyone. Yes. Bye.